Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Go There, a podcast where we have real, raw, intimate, vulnerable, authentic conversation within the realms of spirituality, mental health, sexuality, and more. We are here to have those tough conversations that most of us think about, that most of us have experienced, but we don't talk about. I'm here to normalize human experiences so that nobody has to feel alone in this crazy world that we live in. And my guests are on this mission with me. So thank you so much for joining us. And I cannot wait to dive in with you guys. Hello, everyone. The episode that you are about to listen to is diving into imposter syndrome. But before we go into the episode, I want to share a few ways that imposter syndrome can manifest in your life. So the first way that it can manifest is it can manifest into this superhero feeling where you overwork yourself to make up for this inadequacy that you might be feeling. The way the imposter syndrome shows up in this archetype is going to be that inadequacy, feeling like you're not enough, so you have to overdo it. This can manifest in your friendships, in your business, in ways where like you feel like you always have to say yes. It can manifest in people-pleasing, like this person will not like me if I am not showing up for them. Um, it can manifest for answering a message right away from a client, feeling like you have to respond, um, feeling like you have to overproduce in order to keep up, but there's nothing to keep up against. So that's the way imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome can manifest in, you know, that superhero tendency. The next one is the expert feeling that I can fall into this category with my certifications. Um, never satisfied with the level of understanding and always trying to learn more always feeling like you have to learn more before you show up or you have to do this before you show up and this again can hold you back from showing up exactly as you are with everything that you have learned Um, I admire and know that I'm the type of person who is always learning, always expanding, but I also do know I showed up as soon as I had my level two Reiki attunement. Um, So I didn't wait and feel like compare myself at that point, but I noticed this with somatics or training other people in trauma where it's like, I need to learn more. I need to make sure I'm doing it perfect. And really there is no perfect way. Obviously you don't want to harm anybody with the wrong information, but there is a fine line between learning and expanding and obsessing and feeling like you're never going to get there. So if you're not a spiritual entrepreneur, this can manifest in, um, you know, school, this can manifest in a whole bunch of different areas. And when you don't feel smart enough in a room and in the episode, you'll hear me talk about this, or you feel like you don't know enough as the person standing next to you, it can keep you having surface level conversation. And if you are a highly sensitive person, you know that surface level conversation is draining, but you feel like the information that you have is not enough and it's going to keep you from diving into deeper conversation. Um, Another way that it shows up is imperfectionism, never completely happy with your work, fixated on flaws instead of strengths. This will manifest in your body, um, feeling like I've been there, you know, 
I'm going to love and accept my body when I reach X, Y, and Z. Um, This can manifest in, you know, your business as well, feeling like things have to be perfect before you show up and just launch that course or um, share that post. Another way this really does show up is for me, I noticed in the beginning of my business, I wouldn't even write posts because I'm dyslexic and have a really hard time with spelling with my neurodivergent brain. So I have spelling and grammar mistakes and everything. And somebody had made fun of me for it multiple times. So I just like stopped sharing my depth because I was so afraid that I was going to spell something wrong. And I became a perfectionist. Um, And it held me back. It held me back from expanding. It held me back from sharing. And when I get vulnerable in my post, that's a form of healing for me. So it kept me from healing. Um, Eventually, I moved through that. And I feel like grammar and spelling mistakes are on brand for me at this point. And if that bothers you, then I'm not sorry. Um, Yeah. Another way that it can be is like you want to be alone. You prefer to work alone, won't ask for help, fear of appealing, appearing weak or incompetent. So that fear of, oh my gosh, I can't do this myself. I'm not worthy of help. This will show up in a bunch of different ways of your life too. And then also like that natural genius state, setting really high goals and feeling crushed when you don't meet them. I talk a lot about attaching to outcomes with imposter syndrome in this episode. Um, All of these, when they show up, you know, sometimes we don't even realize we're running with that imposter syndrome voice, that ego voice. Um, So I just wanted to touch on this before diving into the episode to make sure so you can kind of, you know, do a scan, see where you think it's showing up in your life. But imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. While this definition is usually narrowly applied to intelligence and achievement, it has links to perfectionism in social work, uh, in social settings, in your business. So it's this feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm a fake. Everybody's going to find out I'm a fraud and not believing in yourself. So, and I do see this show up a lot. Okay, just know um, if you feel like you're running on imposter syndrome or imposter syndromes holding you back, you're not alone. So many people go through this. You're not fake. You are not a phony. And I also like to tell people when you start to feel that way, it's like an upper limit. It means you're onto something. When you start feeling like I'm not enough, I'm fake. Like when I launched my intuitive integrative healers course, I was like, oh my God, people don't think I have value. Nobody's going to want this. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. We're onto something here. This course is amazing because you're trying to sabotage it. And I kind of just played with that energy. Um, So as you listen to this episode, you're going to shake your head with a lot of me too's probably know that you're not alone and I would love to have a conversation around this and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone and welcome back. I know it's been a while since the last episode was out but I have made a decision to just record when it feels good without any pressure. I'm not trying to create a podcast that is stressful. I am here to just do what lights me up. And some weeks worrying about recording is extremely stressful. And I decided to just kind of go with the flow and release an episode when it feels good. So 
Today, I am going to dive into imposter syndrome. It is something that I find 80 to 90% of my clients struggle with. Um, I think honestly, every human struggles with it to a certain extent. Um, but what imposter syndrome is, it's this voice that tells you you're not enough. You're not good enough for this. It's the voice that is trying to keep you from being seen from taking that next step or that next leap. Um, for example, you walk into a room and prior to going into the room, you feel really confident and really good. And then you walk into that room and you start comparing yourself to everyone else. And you don't feel like you're enough to be there. You don't feel like what you have to say matters. And you just kind of shrink yourself and dissolve into the background. And this shows up in so many different areas of our lives. And it is something that I have navigated for a while now. Um, and I'm going to share how to move through that when it hits, but also like um, some of my personal experience with this as well and some different modalities to kind of help you with this. All right. Uh, how is everybody? I hope you're doing well. It's been a while since I've got to connect with you. I just kind of want to share where I'm at before diving into imposter syndrome because it relaxes my nerves. And just in case somebody else is, you know, where I am currently, I want you to know that you are not alone. Um, but recently, it's the day before Mother's Day right now. Um, I find myself extremely tender and I've really been slowing down, believe it or not, and making sure that I'm mothering myself right now, um, which that means, you know, making sure my space is nice and clean because the energetics of my space is crucial for my mental health, making sure I'm taking my medication, making sure I'm eating right, um, resting as much as I can. And yeah, I feel like recently I have been in a nervous system response of flight mode where I'm just go, 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 go. And I think it's kind of caught up to me. So I'm slowing down. I've established some organization within my business. I've cut back on some things and I'm starting to feel a lot better. Um, but the imposter syndrome shows up and tries to tell me I'm not doing enough. I'm not showing up enough. This isn't good enough. Um, so I've actually currently been navigating this. So this voice of ego, inner critic, imposter syndrome is a part of who you are. And the more we reject that voice, the louder it's going to get or the more conscious it's going to become and it's going to manifest in all different areas of our lives. If we're battling and we're just trying to tell this voice to shut the F up, you're not serving me, it's really not going to make a difference. You're bypassing all of the energetics underneath of that um, and it's going to create a freeze, a flight, a fawn response within you. So my suggestion and through my training and working with hundreds of people all over the world with imposter syndrome is to 
acknowledge that voice, let it take up a little space, engage with it, whether this is through inner dialogue in your head or through journaling. So for an example, I'm sitting here and my imposter voice is showing up saying, you're just rambling, nobody cares about this. Um, And I am sitting with this voice and I'm thanking it for showing up to try and keep it's trying to keep me from being embarrassed and humiliated because that is one of my biggest fears is humiliation. Um, I've shared about this before. So I thank it for showing up. I acknowledge it. I know where the fear of humiliation stems from. I send it love and then I kind of realign with reality. We are really not that important. Um, We are important, but we are the main characters in our own lives. And I don't think for me, yes, there's always those mean people, but those those people are also... um, if you have somebody who's being mean or judgmental towards the work you're putting out or what you're doing, then I think that is a direct reflection of them and not anything to do with you. How you respond though is crucial. If you respond by shutting down and never showing up again because one person made a snarky remark um, with what you did, then you're giving them your power. You're saying, hey, you were right. Like this wasn't important. And I get some people are extremely sensitive. I'm really sensitive. I've had people make fun of me for doing this work, um, especially when I do sex and intimacy work. I have navigated a lot of this. So anyways, it's acknowledging that voice, loving it, letting it know, hey, I appreciate you for trying to protect me. It is safe for you to rest now. Um, I do a modality that I teach in my intuitive integrative healers course on how to connect to that through meditation and identify higher self. There's so many different parts of who we are. There's the inner child, there's the shadow, the inner teen, um, the inner critic, the higher self. Um, I'm actually shifting my perspective on higher self energy. I think that our higher self is the version that we are in this moment um, because that is all we have. If we're constantly working towards becoming something else, then we're not appreciating the version of ourselves we have in this moment. Um, And I find in the personal development world, the spiritual world, sometimes it's like we're healing and we're healing and we're healing and we're growing and we're expanding and that's great. But also when do we ever stop and just be, just be with this version of who we are now Um, because we're never going to have it again. I really, really have been just kind of soaking in the moment and energetically that would be your root chakra allowing yourself to just be present um also whenever that inner critic or that fear voice comes into play you're usually stuck in the past in some way or 10 steps ahead in the future already waiting for some negative response to happen Um, And if you're really consciously dropping back into your body, out of your head, allowing yourself to be grounded and creating that safety for yourself, that voice is going to be softer. Another thing I wanted to talk about with the inner critic energy, give me a sec, is sometimes some of us are motivated 
by that loud, angry voice. So I would invite you to look at if you had like a yelly parent or um, if you were motivated by discipline. I noticed that my inner critic is really loud when I'm out of alignment and not just spiritually out of alignment, but it's, you know, all around out of alignment. When I'm not showing up for my workouts, my inner critic is like, you are lazy, you need to move your body and is trying to shame me into movement. And sometimes, honestly, that does serve a purpose. Sometimes I have to listen to that because it gets so loud. Um, But if I'm working out, um, for me, is really great for my mental health. So if I am working out three days a week like I enjoy, then the inner critic is softer. It's softer when I'm eating. It's softer when I'm resting because it knows I'm living in a place of alignment with that part of my life. If I'm watching too much TV, my inner critic will also be like, you're lazy, go read a book. And it's probably because I've been binge watching Netflix. So it's also tuning into that voice and discerning like, hey, is this voice actually serving a purpose? And sometimes it is. When it's not serving a purpose, okay, is when you're moving towards something that lights you up and that voice is coming in telling you, you're not good enough. You don't know enough. What makes you special? Um, You're not as good as they are, okay? That's a different version of a voice. This is, that voice is truly um, showing up to try and keep you safe by shrinking you. And I see this a lot because I work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs. Um, And I've even had clients tell me they compare themselves to my journey and um, they get jealous. And I'm always like, that is because you know, like on a subconscious level, you're capable of doing this too. You're not there yet though, but you can be if we just get out of our own ways. Anytime jealousy comes up, it is a feeling that people really are ashamed to feel. It's hard to admit. It is for some reason embarrassing. Even myself, when I feel it, I'm like, oh my God, you're 32 years old and you're jealous of this. Um, I'm an extremely competitive person. So it shows up often in my life in different areas. And I've learned that that is unearthed potential within me that I'm seeing in that person. Um, Or again, it's my ego feeling like I'm going to fall behind. And also here's the thing is like falling behind is not even a real thing. It's not. Who are you falling behind? Like this is a personal journey. This is not, I got to be Karen to the end of the finish line. Um, It doesn't matter if you take one step once a month or a step a day or you run or you walk, like we're all going to get to where we're meant to go. Um, So, and it's like enjoying the journey and not attaching to the um, outcome. Speaking of attaching to outcomes, that's another big piece to imposter syndrome. When we have that voice show up, that means that in some area, we are attached to an expectation, whether the expectation is, you know, I'm going to be rejected or this feels, you know, vulnerable or just attached to something instead of like being present in the moment. So tuning into when that voice shows up, all right, what am I attached to? What story am I attached to? is extremely helpful as well. Um, 
I am in recovery in a 12-step program. And part of these programs is sitting in a room and you kind of go through and share on a specific topic. And my imposter syndrome kept me from sharing because I was like, I'm not good enough. There's people who have like multiple years clean. I've got 90 days clean. Um, And it kept me really, really sick. It kept me keeping things inside. So it can even show up within friendships, um, within conversation with family as well. So how to tell within your body when that imposter syndrome is showing up. Um, For me, I will notice swallowing my words. I will notice surface level conversation because I don't feel intelligent enough in certain groups or like that's what my imposter syndrome says to dive into the topics I'm passionate about. I'm afraid I'm going to be rejected or people are going to think I'm the weird person in the group. So I'll be like, oh my God, it's been raining instead of being like, hey, how have you been feeling lately? This is how I've been feeling. I'm always afraid that I'm going to push people away with my depth or scare people off. So it keeps me from having the authentic conversation that I truly want to have. Um, How else? So I will also notice, um, I'm going to talk about in-person imposter syndrome at events, at groups. I will notice um, in a group of people also like that I don't feel enough around, my body language will shift. I will distance myself from people, like put actual objects between us. Um, Like for example, in my office, I'll put the desk between us or I'll put my arms across my chest. Super common thing to kind of block my energy and protect myself. A simple breath and doing a body scan can bring a lot of awareness to the body language. And when you relax your body or bring your body into a place of confidence, shoulders back, you know, throat up nice and clear, throw in a smile if that feels good. But a simple shift in your body language can bring your mind to a place of, all right, we're enough. We're capable of having an intelligent conversation. People care about what we have to say. Um, So yeah, another place that imposter syndrome can show up that I see often, I was just talking to somebody about this today, is through how we show up when, like within our business, within our social media. you know, sharing about what we do. You might feel like, oh, I'm too new at this. Um, This person's been doing it for a while. I'm not good enough. I'm going to say just start. This is a time to bypass that voice. This is a time to be like, hey, thank you for showing up. I'm going to hit enter or post anyways. Um, But again, detaching from everybody is going to support and like what you have to say. I've gotten a lot of backlash. Honestly, when I started my business, I started a whole new Instagram, disconnected from the people I went to high school with, disconnected from family. And now as I grow, people are starting to follow me. I'm not going to lie. Every single time I cringe a little bit and it makes me slightly uncomfortable. Um, So yeah. Also sitting down with a journal, just writing, how is this inner critic trying to serve you? Where do you stem from? What do you need in order to feel safe? Giving it a name. If you feel really called to do this, reach out to me. I can take you through a modality um, that is extremely helpful for it. We have so many different parts and honoring each part. We have no bad parts. That's the thing. There can be bad behaviors that manifest off of certain parts, but the parts of who you are, your 
like there are no bad parts. Um, if we're rejecting a piece of who we are, then that is going to be painful. Um, also just radically accepting the imposter syndrome, knowing that this is something that you're probably going to live with for the rest of your life. It's probably not going anywhere and learning to make peace with it. Um, and to realize like just because this voice is loud doesn't mean I'm a failure does not mean I'm not good enough at what I do like sometimes I will even just kind of sit with that voice and laugh because some of the things it tells me about myself I'm like oh my gosh you're really programmed and conditioned to show up like this and it can be funny I however I also use humor as a defense mechanism so that is a Briefly, what I wanted to dive into with the imposter syndrome, um, for me personally, I still have this voice show up. I've been able to not allow it to snowball into a feeling of not being enough. Within my business, I do really well with it. Um, Within my body, I'm learning to be softer. I... uh, realize so much of my expectations or beauty are conditioned and I'm really starting to be softer with myself. So that's all I have on imposter syndrome. I hope that you all are doing amazing. I have some really cool topics that I'm going to dive into with this podcast and keep them kind of short and sweet until I have the energy to go any deeper. But if you are ready to kind of get to know that voice within you. There are some amazing books. No Bad Parts is a great book to dive into that as well. Um, But also there are so many resources out there. I'm always here to help guide you through this too. So yeah, I guess that is all I have. I hope you have an amazing weekend and remember that you are enough. That voice is trying to keep you safe. Thank you for serving you. Take a breath, adjust your body language, and know that people care about what you have to say. We really do. And yeah, until I share another episode, I can't wait to hear how you felt about this, if you thought it was helpful, if you liked the mini episodes. Um, oh, one more thing. Imposter syndrome and motherhood is a big thing too. Um, So remember that you, and I wanted to touch on that because it's Mother's Day weekend. You're an amazing mother. Your children chose you. You're doing a great job. Um, So yeah, have a great night, day, wherever you are in this world. And I love you.